Hi, this is Vanessa Sunshine. Hi, this is Alicia. Hi, I'm Georgia Love. I'm Osha Ginsburg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start. On our bachelor. For one final time this season, welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the Bachelor in Paradise, Australia podcast that asks the question, Xavier, where the hell was my proposal? Well, look, I mean, it's uh, it's a complicated, I mean, I got you a ring, it's not really, it's not official. <laughs> Connor, I want you down on one knee. I want the fucking Sarah and Sebastian Sponcon. I want you to strap on the bequeathment bag. <laughs> Give me my proposal. So are we talking about because I think I think at some point there was a rumor that there would be one, right? Yes, but also and in this the... was beautiful and the oh, only fitting yeah. way to send off these couples marriage. Really? Okay. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily for everyone and sometimes people like to spend more than 3 weeks together before they get married. Call me a skeptic. False. Okay, well. Well, did I fail the human lie detector? (laughs) (laughs) Way too much delay. (laughs) Good. My name is Max Quinn, trapped inside a love hammock of his own creation. Is Xavier Rebetsky Noonan. I made my hammock and I'm going to lie in it. (laughs) And yet again, it's me in peril. No guest is set, but a lot to cover. Three promposals and a funeral. Uh, <laughs> plus, later in the episode, your first look at the women who will be vying for Lockie's heart when The Bachelor kicks off later this week. Xavier, there's so much to go through. Let's talk about the love. Let's, I mean, that's the, the big main takeaway, isn't it? Like, we are finally able to... It has been such a staggeringly long period of time since these things actually happened. Yes. So it is really interesting to be able to look back on a season that took place a long time ago in a more, you know, uh, naive era, maybe. Right. Uh, And just, you know, enjoy the, like, blind optimism and pure, like, happiness that could only (laughs) exist in 2019. (laughs) Yeah, the serene beauty of the beating heart is what it's all about here mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Xavier, I reckon we should just jump in right off the top. Let's talk about season three, episode 13. You got anything to say up the top? I love love. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say hello to my fans, the Zave heads. Christ. Back for another app by Antics. This is a continuing bit from the final is. minute. Of the last podcast, if yeah. you missed out on it. And it's just mm-hmm. nice to have a bit of continuity. Yeah, I just, you know, it's it's not just about goodbyes for my fans. It's also about <laughs> hellos. The show wants us to endure a bunch more toxic shit from the men as they partition Kieran, Matt, Connor and Glenn away from their perspectives in Kiki, Renee, Mary and Alicia. Now, Zave, out of protest, I vote that we skip the pseudo-confrontation between Kieran and Matt 
listeners, not, not to be your mum and tell you what to do and tell you what you do and you don't need in your lives, mm-hmm. but you f- absolutely don't need this in your life and neither do we. Yeah, it's also quite boring, I think. Agreed. It is a continuation of the yuckiness that we've had to sit through. What you do need to know is about the magic spell that Kieran has cast upon Kiki because he has somehow placed the expecto patronus of taking emotional responsibility for all of his grossness squarely on her shoulders. And she's like, yep, sounds good. More of this magic, please. When she should maybe have been saying more like um, Wingardium Levinosa. Mm-hmm. 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 Xavier, he's full of shipper griff. <laughs> I don't know what we expect. Though, he's a fuck beak. <laughs> And it should be said, fuck J.K. Rowling, she sucks, she's dead. But still, very true. Very uh, true. Um, he's, uh, oh, God, i got to think of something. Uh, I'd like to Hogwarts express my discontent with this young man. Uh, <laughs> All the women are trying their best to talk Kiki out of taking on more of Kieran's shit. But it's complex. Renee is Kieran's ex and Alicia is Renee's heterosexual life partner Mm. uh, and Mary is there. So Kiki says to the girls, having seen the sincerity in Kieran's face when he thought that he lost me, I have to trust my gut and believe him. Trust your crying eyes, girl. Mm. Like trust your ears. Trust his British dick. Trust every woman (laughs) coming to and from this island who left cursing him out. Yeah, this is tough because, uh, you know, after the broadcast of the episode, things have changed quite a bit. And, like, you can really tell Kiki has been able to reconsider these things. And that's not to say that the blame is on her in this situation anyway. Oh, no. In fact, like, I think she's been, she's shown an incredible amount of, like, intelligence and level-headedness and, um you know, has behaved really well and it just goes to show that even somebody who is very strong and, like, you know, opinionated about things that matter with her life and the lives of people around her, yeah, that even then you can get pulled into this, like, toxic spiral. Kieran is the kind of guy, like, he's got a lot of experience with convincing people that he's trustworthy, whether it's Every woman in paradise or every man, woman, and child in Australia that's watching TV. Hey. Like, we all fell for it last year. Yep. And, like, some of that, I'm sure, is attributed to the work of production. Sure. Who probably knew some things behind the scenes and probably were setting them up to knock them down in paradise. But at the same time, you know, it's like Kiki can't be blamed for Kieran being manipulative and being Mm. really good at it. Mm. She can't. You know, uh, and as much as like what we say here is like, don't trust your gut. It's sort of like, well, she's following her heart. Right. uh, And her heart has been like misled by this man. Yeah, essentially. Sad. Yeah. And the the thing that I feel for her in this situation, and I think the whole audience feels, is probably a great deal of empathy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, particularly with with how Kieran has been characterized um, as, you know, having beliefs and behaviors that we see in day-to-day life. And, you you know, we don't want to, but I think a lot of people know somebody who has behaviors or feelings or actions that are somewhat like Kieran's. Sure, you know? sure. So it's so easy to picture yourself in her position. And someone who can be that richly complex, someone who can be utterly charming right. and be able to sweep you off your feet and make you feel like, as uh, as Kiki says in a minute, the only girl in the world, mm. but for that to really only serve 
whatever purpose it is that Kieran wants to serve yeah. ultimately. Yeah. So Renee says to Kiki, I had to go through the same thing three times before mm. I believed it. And even now he said so many inappropriate things to me, including quite recently, whoever comes in isn't going to replace you. Mm. Once again, this is new information for Kiki. She is brooding as she is again finding out new information from someone else about something bad that Kieran has done. Right. For his part, Kieran says that he's bricking it. Well, he does like to say that he's bricking it. (laughs) I think he's auditioning for the new Lego movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scott Cam's in some, some weird turmoil, isn't he? Scott Cam? Yeah, remember from The Block? Yeah, I know Scott Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he in the Lego movie? No, 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 no. Isn't there something about how he's a minister for something, but then there's a whole thing about... Oh, yeah, he's not doing his work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe Kieran is what I'm saying. He's going with the block. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And by a good idea, I mean absolutely terrible idea. (laughs) We should not encourage that in any way. (laughs) Kieran says to camera that the girls have opened up a new can of worms and now I've got to put the lid back on it again. Mm, So you can have worms for later. These bloody worm opening can women, Zavi. <laughs> These wormy girls. I'm trying to keep a hand, like a lid on my worms. <laughs> and these bloody womans come in and open my worms all up. And the thing is, once you've opened a can, like you've got to find some Tupperware, you've got to yeah. tip that out into something else because it's that oxidizing. Can, right, exactly. It's rapidly turning bad. Mm-hmm. That thing's got a long shelf life, but if the structural integrity of it's damaged, yeah. you better be looking for a new can, my friend. <laughs> uh, can, or might I say this, Sevi, cannot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't think, uh, and, and you know, a wise woman once said, I can't. <laughs> so Kieran now plays the only card that's left in his deck. The four of farts. <laughs> Love it. Love that yeah, one. Too, yeah. No, it's the isolation car, baby. It's the it's the grumpy storm off. Yeah, can't get her to see your way when you all her pesky friends are wising up to your wicked ways. Isolator. You know? Get yeah. her out of here. Yeah, Do whatever yeah. it takes. Yep. Gross. Yeah, not not fun. This is the manipulation that we talk about. Mm. The isolation. They're like, well, if uh, if this propaganda, quote unquote, is going to be spread to you, this truth is going to be spread in front of your face, Kiki. What I'm going to do is take you away from it for as long as it serves to benefit me. Right. He wants to get away from the firing line himself. He wants to get Kiki to a place where there won't be as many people questioning his behavior. Yeah. Um, and I think he is also able to sell this myth um, that, you know, things will be different. In the in the in the mythical liminal space of the real world, yeah. that we hear people talk about a lot, where like you leave paradise and suddenly things are going to be different, different in the real world, because they are going to be different. Yeah, that is very true. Yep, but I don't know if that's going to benefit Kieran, but he seems to think this is his only escape route. And I think he's definitely invested in getting her away from the others. Right, and he's correct in that it is his escape route. Right. Literally, they get on a plane and leave Fiji. Yes, that's what happens. And, um, you know, and um, it uh, works really well. Yeah, so the way that it works is that Kieran finds Kiki and he says, I don't care about them. I don't care if I talk to any of them ever again. I care about you. I'm falling in love with you. And Kiki is like, well, I've been defending myself from all of these women. Yep. 
who are saying bad things that make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I've had the worst day. I've had a bad day. Yeah. Because you had a bad day. You had a bad... I want to give credit to Evie because she was singing this the other day. She just replaced all the lyrics with, you've had a bad day. It's very good. So Kiki says to camera, whenever I'm with Kieran, I feel like the only girl in the world. He's done some shitty things, but if it doesn't work out, it's on me. I don't agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this dialogue was Frankenbitten. Sure. But it was very effective yes. in that, like, my heart just sunk. Right, exactly. You can't blame yourself for this man. No, of course not. You didn't create this. And I don't get the impression that she does based on, like, you know, what has happened outside of the show since then and that yeah, kind of thing. So, yeah, um, It's just rough to watch back. Yeah, and to have your eyes opened in such a public way. Yes. What happens next is that we see this blank screen with only white text on it, mm. Um Weirdly, this is what it says. Are you ready? Okay. It says, I'd be talking to her and I would be busting to go to the toilet and I would rather piss my pants and sit there and talk to her than go to the toilet. I'd just hang on and hang on and hang on. I didn't want to leave her. I have feelings for Eleanor that I have never felt for anyone before in my entire life. I'm going to go out there and find my version of Eleanor. And it's it's such an inspiring moment, yeah, and a game changing moment for this series, yeah. Um, that's not what happened, Max. No, it says Kieran and Kiki returned home together after Paradise and attempted to make things work. Unfortunately, within weeks, he ended the relationship, and she has not heard from him again. So i I really wanted I wanted better for Kiki. Um, yeah this this thing made me like upset. It made me feel really annoyed it was not a surprise to me yeah it was something i was waiting to see happen in the show for probably a while it made me feel like he's not caring about her at all (laughs) no he's done it he's he's done it Mm. and with that let us never hear from this man again right and i do i feel like the producers would be begging to have kiki back on paradise Fuck next yeah. year assuming yeah. that's possible in the thing yeah like if she's available i'd be very open to seeing kiki again sure um i also feel like in a somewhat heartbreaking way as we look back on the series as a whole kiki's has been one of the better like redemptive arcs i guess or i don't know if i want to say redemptive cuz she wasn't a villain character yeah but i mean like it is it's it's sad to me that only within the context of her being horribly mistreated by somebody yeah. have we actually has the show actually like taken the time to allow her personality to come right, through. Right, to get to know her, to flesh her out as a character. Yeah. And I hope that what that means is that next time in Paradise we get to see her in control. Right. Because I mean, even even now, like even in this episode, I sense like a little bit of if not hostility, then like apathy towards her yeah. as a human being yeah. in his edit, which is a it makes me less happy. I than think I'd it's like intentional, to be. though. You know, like we're kind of supposed to feel a bit apathetic about it because she is being presented as like another woman who this is happening to. Right. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's it. And I, I think that's effective. And as much as I do want Kiki to have more of a, a fleshed out edit and to be more complete. As someone who we're like, oh, that's so Kiki. Yeah. She kind of, I think, had to be edited in the way that she was because we needed to see her as a casualty of war. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Matt and Renee are next. <laughs> See, okay, so that's the good thing about this episode is, well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I want to talk about this. Yeah. Is that I think it's great that they get the bad taste out of the way first so that you can just enjoy the rest of the episode. Yep. It's going to mostly be a good time. But also, I think it is really crafty, this thing that they do when they drop in the like black screen with the white text at this point, because that hangs over the rest of the episode like crazy. Right. And so even these relationships that you feel pretty sure about, it's like I was anxious. I was Anything like... Anything could happen. And like whenever the music builds for any reason, even if it's like romantic, nice music, yeah. I'm like, are we going to just like fade to... But like that is such a... Yeah. In their toolkit, you know? It's so effective in what totally. they're doing. And and it's the only thing I think that creates stakes in this episode. Yeah. Um, but it, it's effective even when the odds are against... The, like, because here's the thing. When this show was being put together and first advertised, there were so many ads that were saying three couples find happiness right. at the end of this season. Right. And they showed you like a ring being put on someone's hand, which yeah. we then see later in this episode. Like, you know, the the whole uh, promo cycle of Bachelor in Paradise is building to the finale episode. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that really has like a sense of finality to it. You know right. what I mean? Yes. Um, and... So it is not surprising, any of the stuff that remains to be seen throughout the rest of this episode. Right. But what it is, is nice. It's really pretty. And we get to, like, fucking finally, like, sigh a breath of relief and just enjoy some things that are quite nice between some people that we quite like. And then we'll get some updates. Yes, exactly. And so, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to float that as, like, all through this episode, despite trying to enjoy everything that's happening, I'm also like frantically refreshing Instagram. And I think there are key points of this episode that are almost designed to have you check your phone. Right, right. Which we'll get to. So Matt and Renee are the first couple to commit to the commitment ceremony. Matt says he would, quote, definitely say he was falling in love. And Renee says she has finally realized what she deserves in a relationship. Isn't that interesting that all of these women have dated Kieran? And then they're all like, I finally worked out what I want in a relationship. Hmm. Not that. Sometimes you need a strong, like, counterexample. Yeah. It's like that thing of how every hero needs a villain. <laughs> like, we wouldn't care about Luke Skywalker yeah. if it weren't for um, um, Judge Up. <laughs> <laughs> Renee then uh, drops the soulmate bomb in Confessional. Yeah. Uh, if we can get Renee on the pod later this season, I would love to know if this was Frankenbitten. Yeah, I'd be curious because it, it seems to come up a couple of times, but I don't know whether she said it a couple of times or if they just like tossed it in a few times. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to chat to Renee. She seems like such a fucking legend. We've we talked end- about the Renaissance. We end up with uh, Renee and Osha standing underneath the beautiful pagola. What do you call it? A tent? Uh, there's got to be a good Fijian word for it. There has to. Like a mini bourree. <laughs> a bourette. <laughs> Renee and Osher are standing under the burette and <laughs> Renee says she went in chasing a boy and now she's leaving with a man. And here's the thing about this, Matt is grown. True. I I, I like the idea that it was the same guy. <laughs> he just like, <laughs> aged incredibly quickly. We had like a Simba growing up in the desert <laughs> montage. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Gonna be a mighty king. <laughs> Uh, Renee tells Osh that she's falling in love with Matt and that she's in this for the long run. Osh's suit is beautiful. It looks like oh. a, like a lovely Japanese designed. Yeah, I think um, lovely patterns on it. Now that Paradise has been going for a little while, I think they're 
getting even bolder with the distinction between his paradise wardrobe and the regular bachelor wardrobe. Yeah. And I just, whoever's doing his style is just fucking killing it. Yeah. Like it's really flavorful. Yeah. And it's not like, um, I, I don't imagine that we would ever see Chris Harrison from bachelor in paradise dressed this no. way. No, no. And it's not over the top. It's not like campy. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not like RuPaul walking into the workroom or whatever. Right. Right. But like, it all seems to suit him really well. It suits the vibe of the show. Like he's pulling it off. Are we handing out friggin' what are they called? I can't remember. Logies. <laughs> I literally nearly said Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> Give the set designer an aria. Give the uh, lighting technician uh, an Emmy. Right. Give the um, beautiful Fijian son a Golden Globe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So I say all of this... Only to say that Renee rocking the red dress is the true standout. Oh, my God. Isn't it nice? She looks phenomenal. Looks fucking unreal. It feels like she has grown up in front of our eyes almost. Yeah. You know, over the last 10 episodes or something. Usually I'd say that that's definitely a trick of editing, but this time I kind of like, I beg to differ. No, I mean, you do. I mean, you know, whether it's editing or not, like you totally have that overwhelming sensation that like, we have all been through something yeah, and that these people who are sort of the last people standing are actually like, you know, survivors. Right. You know, yeah. not, to, not to draw that comparison, but like have made it through something together. And yeah. Like they're, they made it through scenes, the wilderness. Yeah. They finally made it through. Um, they didn't learn how to, uh, uh-huh. um, there are scenes where the boys and the girls are hanging out together, yeah. which are plagued by some other things that are going on. But you also do get the sense that, like, these people have really grown together as a unit. Yeah, they're friends. Like, that's some of the best shit that you get from this show. Yeah. Is, like, because we love the romance stuff, but we're also here for, like, the uh, people getting to be pals and, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get a happy glending in a little while. But, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. who knew that we would make some best glends along the way? <laughs> yeah. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Matt gives Renee a big, beautiful, very rehearsed speech. Oh, so beautiful is maybe not the word. I mean, he's trying real hard. He's speaking from his heart. Yeah. There's one or two things in there that I'm like, nah, come on now. Was it the bit where he said, I had to decide between the bro code and following my heart and I chose you? Yeah, that's the part that I was thinking Uh about. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it's actually... Fairly easy to not mention the bro code. <laughs> like, but you can feel that someone's given him some assistance with I that wonder, sentence. I wonder. Right? Like, like, here's one of the big plot points from your time on Paradise. Yes. Like, he's not sitting there being like, do you know what I would like to mention right now? Hmm. Do you know what I would like to do right now is give a big rehearse speech. <laughs> yeah, do you true. know what I would like to mention right now is the bro code. Yeah. I want to rehash this thing that we've all tried to bury and forget. No. Hmm. He says he knows they've had their ups and downs, but I'm completely falling in love with you. And here's a commitment ring. It's been designed by Cass and it cost $801. (laughs) To show just how much I treasure you. (laughs) So Renee returns the I love you. She says she came into paradise not knowing what she wanted, but now she knows. And she's falling in love with Matt more and more every day. They kiss and they cuddle 
And then we get some real beautiful authenticity, like the part from which Matt breaks from the script and he says, like, I really love you, and they're, like, in and kissing each other on the face. This is where it feels really genuine. Totally. And that's the really lovely thing. Like, the speech, you can take or leave and we can go, bro code. Mm. But you look at that and it's so undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I I really like when they mention that they're leaving as partners. Yeah. Um, Just because I'm a real advocate for the use of that word. Uh Uh-huh. And... Is it because of the cowboy connotations? <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt. Um, no, it's because of the like um, non-gendered connotations. Yeah, fuck yeah. The sense that like you can say that somebody is your partner and it doesn't necessarily imply that you exclusively date that gender or anything. Like there's no, you know, it doesn't have any of that. We're baggage. leaving together as cowpokes. Hell yeah, partner. <laughs> Pew. <laughs> We're leaving together as a snake in a boot. <laughs> Renee tells the camera, I am leaving paradise with the love of my life and I am never going to be second best again. And she's like staring right down the barrel of the camera. And then we cut to an ad break and you look at your phone. If you are a human being who is watching this television show, that is the moment where you go, hmm, I wonder what's going on. Like, <laughs> this is what I was talking about before when I'm like, there are specific breaks. It's like a sitcom with a laugh track. For sure. Like this, it's, and it's very interesting now that the show has become so intertwined with um, people's Instagrams. Oh, it's metatextual. Totally. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about the the introduction of the new Bachelorettes who are vying for... Um, Lockie's heart yeah. on this season. The way that they were revealed this year was an individual snapshot of all of them was posted on the Bachelor Australia's Instagram page, and their Instagram handles were tagged in each of them, so that yeah. you could, you know, and they're all on private until the moment that like the embargo breaks, yeah, and then suddenly they're allowed to go public and they can accept all their new followers and stuff. Like it's built into the like it's baked into the crust. Yeah, is that a phrase? I feel like I say that every episode now. It is baked into the crust. Okay, yeah, good. Thank you. Um, so update from Renee now. She says, this experience was nothing short of amazing and I'm so grateful for the amazing friends that I've made. Unfortunately, Matt and I are no longer together. We gave it our best shot, but our love for each other wasn't able to transition from paradise to the real world. I respect Matt and I hope you respect my privacy and understand that I won't be going into any details. Renee continues... I wanted so badly for this to be my forever and I'm sorry if I've disappointed you all. I know you were rooting for me to find love. I'm so glad I finally learned how I deserve to be treated and the outpouring of love and support from Australia means the world. Let's hope I've had my heart broken for the last time and I can find love again. Beautiful. Really lovely. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Put her on Paradise next year. Sure. Send in someone who looks similar to Glenn. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Is there anyone who looks similar to Glenn? I don't know. Where the fuck are we going to find that? <laughs> oh, but the thing is, he's taken. Yeah, he is. I have another small update on Renee and Matt. Shoot. It's not really an update. It's kind of just another thing that I noticed. Yeah. Or in fact, I didn't even notice it. And I don't know why I tried to pass it off as my own. I'm a criminal. You are. I'm a bad man. We Somebody sent it to you. me on Instagram. I'm going to find out who it was. I think it was Frank, who is a great member of the Osh Posting group. Yeah. A great friend of the pod. Uh, anyway, what uh, Frank pointed out is the very hot dad of Matt, yeah. John Wyatt, jumped in the comments and said the loveliest shit. Oh. And he said, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you and your grandparents, Renee and Fiji. 
Seeing yourself and Matt with very genuine feelings for each other made me a very happy father and brought tears to my eyes. This show was filmed a long time ago, late last year, and proud of you both the way you entered into this relationship outside of paradise, and also the way you both respected each other and the potential viewing audience when this relationship faded. You guys are only human and deserve to have your privacy respected. I just love it. I just love wholesome dad on the internet. That's really nice. I've yet to find anything about this dad that I don't like. John's an advocate for mental health. He seems like the best dude. He's ripped. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Next, Xavi, Mary and Connor. Yes. Now, I'm just realizing that I took zero notes about this because I was too busy crying my eyes out. (laughs) Oh, Max. God, wasn't it lovely? It was just the best. So... They commit to each other. I don't know how what like what else is to really say. Mary was there from day one yeah. to day dot. Mm-hmm. And this clean skin came in and she was like, you please. And then that was it. And now Mary's moved to Hobart to be with Connor with right. her little daughter. Yeah. And it's the best. And it's a complete uh, evidence that uh, The Bachelor and Bachelorette don't work. <laughs> because you can just bring in some guy. Do you think this was an expected outcome? Fuck no. Like, this is this is. This should be celebrated. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Connor has proven himself to be such a great, like, addition to the series. Yeah. Um, and Not I, for the stakes of any drama, but for the stakes of being steady-handed. Right. It's wild. Connor and Glenn. We were all talking shit. Right up here. Yeah. Hello. Ditto. Me too. And, uh, and they turned out to be some of the best of us. That was so good. Like Gilly. Gilly's the best. Gilly rules. Remember him? Yeah. And then that other man? There's another one too. Yeah. And they were all nice. Oh, we miss him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, uh, watch the new Channel 10 series, Clean Skins, coming soon to <laughs> Thursdays. It did look a little bit like Connor was doing like a backdoor pilot for something. Because <laughs> he was like gazing off onto the horizon. Like yeah. doing very traditional batchy stuff. Yeah. And it's just funny because he is not. From that world. Right. Or, I mean, now he is. So what's the distinction? I don't know. Well, I guess he wasn't at that time. Right. And I don't know whether we still see him. It's like how someone comes in and you see them as, like, an outsider. Yes. Even though he's been there for just about as long as anybody else at this point. Right. Um, But I just thought it was very funny. Like, the shots that they made him do. I was picturing the person placing the camera. Like, there's one where he's looking down into the lens. But, I mean, he's looking at his ring and he's like sort of considering it. Yeah. And there must be a camera person who is just like crouched on the floor underneath him, like looking up at him. (laughs) I just picture like the... I don't know, suspension of disbelief or like acting or whatever. Like yeah. he's making TV. You yeah. Know? He's yeah. not just like a guy having an emotional moment to himself. Right. He's right. like, you know, but he takes to it so well. You fully buy that it's him. Yeah. There's nothing that takes you out of the moment. And I think that's what's important. And again, like when Mary screams at the camera and says, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend mm. after this is all wrapped. You feel so like genuinely like, fuck yeah, Mary's got a boyfriend. Totally, yeah. You have so along for the ride. I for hope these he two. can hold his own. <laughs> stop it, stop <laughs> it, stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really happy for them. It seems like, um, I mean, there's nothing, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I like that I have nothing that I can say about it because essentially that means that like, they are just like no, a normal people they've become a normal people and their expressions of love were so genuine and shout out to hair and makeup like Connor looked looked great Mary looked fucking fantastic yeah this was just so 
spot on. It was just an absolute pleasure to watch this. Yes. And then you check your phone and it's good news as well. Oh, uh, the thing that Connor posted where it's like, my girls are here. Yeah, totally. And then the daughter like pops up out of the background. Oh, I love it. Just amazing. So heartwarming. Really great. Exactly what we need right now, I think. Yeah. In, in a way that like, because we waited a long time for Bachelor in Paradise to start airing. And uh-huh. we were in lockdown and things have been quite grim and things are still pretty grim. The Batchy Bosses are still going around. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, there was there was a lot of this show that was like, oh, fuck, couldn't we have waited a bit longer? <laughs> <laughs> but we get to this point and it's like, oh, this is what I need. You know, it's such a big, like, exhalation. It's such a nice, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sigh of relief mm. for all of Australia and none bigger than the one that we see for Alicia and for Glenn. So this is, this is also really, really beautiful. Some of the best shit. Yeah. Um, Glenn... We hear from first through tears. He says, I never thought I would meet someone like Alicia who would make me feel like this. That's the point where I was probably most emotionally affected by this show. Yeah. Because Glenn is uh, very thoughtful and he's very like good at speaking. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to really, or at least they haven't shown him like really being emotionally vulnerable in a like very visceral way, I guess. Sure. Maybe I'm only talking about crying when I say that, but like, you know, he talks through his feelings in a really good way. He's reasonable. Yeah, he's reasonable. He knows how to express himself um, in a way that you know you trust and um, is is really uh, a good like role model or whatever to see on television. Yeah, but also um, there's a there's a level of vulnerability that I don't think he has really reached up until maybe that cutaway. Right. It's it's super candid and. I loved it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how else to it's say it. It's very short. Really it's not like, the focus of this segment by yeah. any means. But like that was when I was like, fuck, this guy's really feeling stuff. Yeah. You know? So Alicia meets Osha en route to the podium. Alicia's grinning and Osha's grinning. And again, this dress is gorge. I think oh Alicia said on Instagram it was Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, she looks absolutely great. And like if you were going to have the moment that these two are about to have... Like, what an incredible feeling to be wearing something that cool. Dig in, dogs, you know? Like, they talk about dealing with rejection and they talk about Glenn's maturity and self-awareness and they both look that good doing it. It's Mm. like, this is, like, this is what you want your life to be, Alicia and Osha. And, hey, uh, turns out you get them on a podcast now too. Yeah, so (laughs) this is the thing. It's kind of a big story. Uh uh, there's a part of me that wants to be like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no way. This is the best. This is the best. Things it's can best. exist in isolation. Of course. Uh, competition. How dare you? <laughs> um, but I can't wait. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We, like, do yeah, we so retire now? <laughs> I, it might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alicia and Osha are going to be doing a Batchy recap podcast. Mm-hmm. The name of it is... Cocktails and Roses. That's what it is. They are picking up from where Tiles and... Matt Whitehead. Matt Whitehead left off. Yeah. And Friend of the show. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Friends of the show. Fuck. Oh. We have such a beautiful Bachelor universe and I'm so glad to be yeah. welcoming more and more pod people into it. Listeners, listen to whatever the fuck you like. Yes, absolutely. Like, join us. Join everyone. There's so much discourse to be had. Right. Uh, so I'm stoked. This is fabulous. I'm really looking forward to it. But... But oh no! But if you want to get the rowdy takes from these two bad boys, ah. 
We got no gods, no masters, ladies and gents. We're not beholden to any big media organization. We don't belong to Channel 10. Still ad-free in 2020, baby, because nobody wants to make ads here. This episode brought to you by the lovely bit in the episode where Alicia was like, don't make me tell you, Osher, that I love Glenn. Let me save that for him. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. And it's kind and it's lovely. They have great chemistry. Fuck yeah. Put that on a podcast. Give that to me. I'm excited. But they don't have as much chemistry as Walter White oh, and no. Jesse Pinkman no. do together. And that's right. I'm talking about Glenn and Alicia. The original Breaking Bad. <laughs> These guys have got more chemistry than Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. We'll be cutting this. <laughs> so Glenn gives his beautiful speech. They do the commitment rings. They kiss. Alicia says that Glenn is unlike any other man she has met in her life. Xavier rude much? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah, well, come on. We're pretty good. <laughs> She says Glenn has shifted her world and he has shown her a deeper love and it is so beautiful. And now for an update from Alicia. Yeah, so, you know, they posted on Instagram that they're still going strong. This relationship is like nine months old at this point. It's probably longer than anyone has ever had to wait after getting off Fuck one of yeah. these shows to be able to announce their, like, new vibe. <laughs> new vibe. But now she's living in Perth. Is wait, 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 wait. Is a vibe announcement like a gender reveal party? Is that what <laughs> I <guess> that is? So. <laughs> well, you know, she's got this like uh she's got this like uh Sabrina the teenage witch like looking hair. Uh-huh. And Glenn obviously he looks the same. Yeah. He looks great. Yep. Um and they're just like very happy and they're having a little Sit. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? They're so not like it's just great for them. They love each other. They're feeling happy. It's a wonderful time. <sighs> Good for them. Yes. Nine months must have been such a fucking hard thing to hold on to. I can't even imagine. And like I even saw maybe it was Glenn's brother post a photo of Alicia being like, finally we can put her in photos rather than having to make sure that she's hidden from all of our photos. Right. Totally. So Alicia's moved to WA to be with Glenn. Yeah. Which is so Sick. Yeah. Like pre-pandemic, get your shit over there. I, I bet it was I wonder a if fucking it was, stress. Yeah. I wonder if it was like, fuck, there's going to be a pandemic. We've got to go. make... Yeah, we've got to... Because like, I mean, yeah, you don't want to not see your partner for yeah. however many months, like live on the opposite side of the country. Celebs, hey? Oh, you can't, you know, can't live with them, can't live without them. <laughs> can't live with them, don't want to talk about normal people. No, celebs, uh, takes one to no one. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you dingus. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. That's where we leave it for Paradise yeah. for... 2019-20. Will we be back next year? Who knows what Did Planet Earth is going to do. Did you think this show was airing last year? Oh, it took place last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you thought that the last three weeks had gone on for, uh, which I, you know, we cannot blame you for. <laughs> but now, of course, we're looking ahead because Channel 10 has decided that uh, let's not fuck around. Let's, you know, we're not uh, fucking around in no swamp. No, we're not fucking around on some deserted island. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Although the guy who is going to be fucking around Oh yeah Has been on a deserted island Yes His name? Lockdown 
What's his surname? <laughs> Have we figured that out? No. No. <laughs> Not important. No, it doesn't matter. But there are some people who are just bloody queuing up to get to meet this fella. 26 of them, in fact. Stacks. So let's talk about... Okay, so they revealed, as I said, these women. Yes. And they finally posted the bios for them at like 4.30 this afternoon. <laughs> and now it's like 8 o'clock. So we've had a pretty cursory glance. And I want... I guess I want to make this clear... we a pretty fun afternoon. <laughs> well, that's true. I want to make this clear that like... Um, we like to do these little introductions, but like we are truly given the most like scant breadcrumbs to go off. Oh yeah. And so please <laughs> please don't take anything that we're about to say too seriously. Um not that I think we're gonna say anything horrible or anything. Oh, uh, like I that. plan to be as mean as possible. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of goes against the vibe of the show, but uh, <laughs> whatever, you do you. Um so I don't know, are you ready? We should just jump into it. Okay, so how are we gonna do this? We should go alphabetical order. Yes. Meet all the women mm-hmm. and at the end of it we can give a verdict. We can either say this one has serious potential, uh this one is a villain, a yeah. potential villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can say the field. So up first is Ariba. And Ariba is twenty-five. She is a home loan officer from New South Wales. Oh, I wanna say. I've not seen any of these women before. So Zave has done all the research. I am flicking through on Instagram right now for the first time. And if you two want to join, I'll call out the usernames as we go there. So Ariba is Reeb Sid, R-E-E-B-Z-S-Y-D. Here's the thing. This is the game that The Bachelor wants us to play. Fuck yeah. You know, they're, they're throwing out these handles too. So we might as well jump on board. Dig in. Um, so let's talk about Ariba. Do you have any initial impressions or shall I tell you a bit about it? Um, my initial impression is like um, nightclub Kardashian. Interesting. Okay. So Ariba is described using these barely coded words like honest, frank, headstrong, and easily fired up. Oh, no. So I don't know if that gives you any clues. Also, <laughs> I noticed on Instagram she says, quote, I'm a boss at work, I'm a boss at home, and I'm a boss with my relationships. Okay. Hope you guys are ready for me. And then a winky face. And it's not the winking devil face, but oh, I no. almost feel as if maybe it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're leaning in any particular direction with this one. I feel like Ariba is well set up to get in some conflict. I'm going to say that Ariba might be a villain this season. Yeah, I would say that's the initial vibe that I got to. Okay. I don't know if I play like a little ding, you're correct sound effect. <laughs> she could be great. She could be very lovely. Um, but that's the way things seem to be leaning. So up next is Bell. I don't know if I should play a little ding sound effect. Ding. At Bell Colwell is where you can find her on Instagram. Bell is 25. She is a media buyer from New South Wales. Now, I am also a media buyer in that I have too many records and DVDs <laughs> and video games and whatnot. Is this a job? I don't th- like, I mean, so this is the thing. I work with a guy whose job is cloud architect. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. At this point, anything is a job. I think job Bell- title doesn't count. Yeah. No. I think Belle could be uh, could be going somewhere. What do we know about her? Okay, so I thought this would interest you because she is a country girl with strong family values whose secret talent is guessing Triple J's hottest 100. Fuck yeah. I'm going to say Belle has uh, real romantic potential. So she's from Sydney. Lockie is from Perth. I don't know how we're going to go with this, but it sure seems like this is someone who mm, seems like a, a cursory glance at the gram. She seems fun. The geography thing is so confusing to me in this 
troublesome time <laughs> because we're getting people locked down. We're getting people who, you know, maybe are doing Zoom dates, but maybe from different places. Or mm-hmm. I don't actually know how that stuff's going to shake out. So that's going to be very interesting. But I feel like what normally you can use as like, oh, well, they're both from WA. They're probably both going to want to stay in WA. For sure. Maybe is not so much the case here, but I don't know. Really don't know. Um, okay. Up next, we're talking about Bella. Um, Bella Varelis, V-A-R-E-L-I-S on okay. Instagram. So Bella is 25. She's a marketing consultant from New South Wales. Uh-huh. She has been in some of the television advertisements. I don't know if you've seen. Um, she had a um, little pin of a heart that uh, she attached to his sleeve and then was like, now you can wear your heart on your sleeve. Cute. And she is passionate about environmental conservation. Sick. She loves the ocean. Yep. She loves gender equality. And she ends up winning the show. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's true, but she's got uh, pretty strong, um, like, wifey, quote-unquote, vibes. Sure. Uh, as far as I can tell. Bella has a lot of followers already from... Uh, Life, I guess you know she's got twenty two and a half thousand followers, but followers from previous Bachelor seasons as well. I know I noticed that like not a lot of those people have really jumped on. For example, Belle, who we just talked about, has fifteen hundred followers and some from the franchise. Mm. People like Bill Goldsmith and people like uh, Jimmy from last year's Paradise are already following this person. So I feel like maybe there's um. Maybe there's some reason to believe that she has been pulled from the same marketing pool. Bacco oh, as well, Laura Byrne. So I wonder if she is known to the cast. She's a freelance creative, um, which, again, is one of those made-up job titles yeah. that means influencer. Yeah. She's a person who is now on The Bachelor and her life will be very different. <laughs> uh, up next, we have Charlie. Charlie is 25. She is a PE teacher from Queensland. So Charlie Jasmine on Instagram, PDHPE or HPE. What is HPE? I have no idea. No. Health and... Physical education? Physical education. There you go. I have one idea and it's probably correct. Huge smile on her. Charlie is a strong, independent and proud indigenous woman. Sick. She is described as intelligent, enigmatic, dynamic, uplifting and confident. And she is really challenging my inherent anti-PE teacher bias. <laughs> I think I might really like her. I Yeah, I feel like she might be a bit of a Downsworth legend. Yeah. Is cool. Downsworth the, the location? <laughs> I don't know what that word means. Mm. Um, so I reckon... I think that she's got real romantic potential. This could be something that goes somewhere. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good. Um Claire. So far, we've got three women who are going to win and one woman who's going to be the villain. <laughs> That's going to be a great season. Can't wait. Up next is Claire. Claire is 26. She is an admin assistant from WA. Claire Ellen Lange is where you can find her on Instagram. Just having a, a glance. She likes hats. Yeah, she's she's a hat girl. She's a hat gal. Mm-hmm. Um. There's one here where she's got a whole thing of balloons. Oh, where she did Pride for 2018. That's good for her. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, What else do we know about her? Anything? Claire is bubbly with a fondness for dad jokes. Okay. And speaking of dad, she talks about the family, the importance of family a little bit. She says, her perfect man is someone who is family oriented. And a deal breaker for her would be someone who isn't family orientated. (laughs) 
Now, she's from Perth. Mm-hmm. He's from Perth. Right. This is the winner. You reckon? Okay. Not having seen any of the other women <laughs> and have previously anointed four women winners. Yeah. This, this is, is the, the winner. winner. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, in that case, I'd be curious to hear what you think about Gemma. Okay. Gemma has live, laugh, love in her Instagram bio, which straight up I'm like, winner. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gemma is 28. She's a property manager from Queensland. Uh huh. Gemma has travelled to over 40 countries. Oh, how many countries did Jamie travel to? We're not going to keep mentioning Gemma and Jamie in the same sentence. I don't think we're doing her a service. No, that's true. And in fact, it's just a bit confusing. Those names are just a tiny bit too similar. Mm. She is a former beauty queen. Okay. I think she still looks great. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> She describes herself as both a philanthropist and a goofball. Okay. It's a great combo. <laughs> like Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I take it back. <laughs> All right. Uh, her dream date is, quote, something by the water, maybe a helicopter or yacht to a secluded beach. Gemma, you have come to the you right are. place. <laughs> right in luck. So yeah. she's Gemma with three A's underscore white on Instagram. I've got to say, Zave, I reckon this could be the winner. You reckon? Yeah. Interesting. So we've got now five winners and one villain. That seems to be the case, yes. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'm going to see um, if, uh, if Georgie can maybe change your mind. Okay. Georgie is 32 years old. She's a project manager from Tassie. So she is Georgina Glass. Oh, one of the cool people who got their own full name. Yeah, that's sick. That's... that's- and honestly, like, not an uncommon name. Well done to her. Yeah, definitely. Got in quick. Has she been on Instagram forever? Maybe she's been in it for a minute. Yeah. In fact, yeah, first post, 2012. Hey, I reckon uh, based purely on that, we're looking at the winner of this season. <laughs> well, she knows a good new social media when it hits her, you know? Is she talking? Is she? What's that? Hitting the tick? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. In fact, we should do a follow-up episode about whether any of these people are on TikTok. That's true. Frankly... It's kind of aging the show that they're tagging everyone on Instagram instead mm. of TikTok. Oh, she's a mama. Yes. Georgie is a single mum of two who loves being outdoors. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, In this day and age? Yeah, we know what happens to this uh, season. Um, when asked to describe her perfect date, she says, give me a beautiful backdrop and a fun activity with a dash of romance. Okie doke. I really hope that this means that my dream of silly Zoom backgrounds will come true. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about Irina or perhaps Irina. I'm going to guess Irina. Hard to say. We're going to know so soon and I'm very excited. Irina is 31 and she is a nurse from Victoria. Have you got a read on Irina? Irina, yeah, mm-hmm. and I say, uh, you can find her on Instagram at Irina, and then I'm gonna uh, spell the surname underscore S R B I N O V S K A Serbinovska. Perhaps I have a feeling she may be of Eastern European extraction. <laughs> Irina says, Melbourne nurse, proud mama to Leo and Maggie, her two dogs. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, and Earth lover. Hmm. If you love the Earth so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> well, I think she's hoping to marry someone from Earth. Oh yeah, which is not. I mean, it's not nothing. Good for her, don't we all? So, Irina is passionate about the environment and animals and the world we live in. 
and her parents got engaged 10 days after meeting. So I imagine that they would think that The Bachelor is a really long and drawn out process by comparison. Irina is, according to a betting site that I'm not going to name, one of the favorites to win. And I do think it would be very interesting to have a nurse from Victoria win during (laughs) these unprecedented times, (laughs) don't you think? Truly it would be. Mm. I think it would be in their interest to have her as a winner. So I'm going to say, well, Max, what do you think? I think she's the winner. Okay, interesting. I thought maybe you were going to say she would be a villain. but um, Okay, um, let's move on to Izzy. Isabella Marie uh, is 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 Graham on Instagram. I-Z-I-S-G-R-A-M. Fun. Izzy is 29. She's a HR advisor from Queensland. She's the winner of this season by the look of things. Really? Oh. Now, what makes you say that? Well, like, I mean, she's she's hanging out in Brisbane... She's, well, I mean, how could you say no? This is the thing. She's from Queensland. Um, here in one of her posts from 2019, she went to a place called Spice Den. Oh, I like that. It's what I what I call my house. <laughs> She's got a Instagram post here with a dog, cutie Frenchie bulldog. I forgot to say anything in reaction to that. Uh, is Izzy the first Bachelor contestant to openly disavow the Trump administration? She'd have to be. I think she may be, which, frankly, in hindsight, makes her else look pretty shit, if you ask me. If you're not openly disavowing the Trumps, then what are you doing with your life? It sounds like you're openly avowing them. Right? If you're not my... Be louder. Yeah. Right. Fuck them. Good for her. Yeah, that would be a deal breaker for me as well. She's the winner. I think she is, if not the winner, then very much going to be like a fan fave, just based on that alone, I reckon. Um, Izzy is full of energy with a loud, contagious laugh. So either she's going to be like the sick legend fan favorite, or they're going to treat her like they initially treated Britney, which is like, oh, she's loud. Okay. So, but I'm backing... Probably no. I think they've reserved cool. the role of loud girl for the girl that we'll get to later, who came in dressed as a penguin. Oh yeah, we will. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Juliet. She's thirty four. She's a stylist from New South Wales. You find her on Instagram at Juliet Herrera underscore. Mm-hmm. Wherefore art thou, Juliet? That's famously, how that quote goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think Juliet's the clear winner. Interesting. Yeah, she calls herself a little mamacita margarita. Okay, and I fucking enjoy that. Yum. Yeah. I talked just last episode about licking that rim. Oh, Christ. I did. It was way up the top of the episode, too. It was the first thing you said, (laughs) I recall. Mm -hmm. Um, Juliet, full of contradictions. Juliet sees herself as wild yet conservative. Oh, Christ. Uh She's the villain. Mm. Um, Honest but sensitive. Those aren't contradictions. (laughs) You can't be both. You can't. She has been single for 11 years while going through some crazy life situations, going on a journey of self-discovery. What are the life situations? We don't know. Uh, including extended periods of time traveling. Oh, does she, wait. Okay. I read this wrong. Okay. Extended periods of time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my goodness. Has she been single for 11 of our years or 11 of her years? <laughs> oh, I enjoy it. Oh. I was going to say she maybe is Carmen San Diego, but now that I think about her being time traveler, <laughs> it opens up a whole other world. 
Um, but I mean, with the experience that you would gain from all that time traveling, yes, surely learn how to be the clear winner. Or time travel to the future, see what happens in fucking Bale. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Mm, look, unfortunately, based on what I have just heard, it does seem like Juliet is going to be a source of conflict and or a narrator for this season rather than a genuine romantic interest. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, you may be right. You may be wrong. I'm sitting here like I know, but I don't. <laughs> Christina is next. Okay. Christina is 24. She is a PhD scholar from WA. Fuck off. Yeah, I know. She's 24 and she has a PhD. Rub it in. <laughs> right. And on top of that, she is a keen boxer. So, so Christina's better than me is what you're saying. Well, I mean, it's pretty good for a dog. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, a boxer dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not afraid to face anyone head on. Oh my God, she modeled for G-Star Raw. Oh, that's a big brand. It's a big brand. I used to know someone who worked for there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What happened to them? I don't know. They might still be working there. Oh, well. She uh, has a large Instagram following already. Health mm-hmm. coach, diet and workout. She's got her own website. Hey, that's big. At 24. We don't have our own website. No. Like, I guess we'll just all climb into the bin then and live there and eat garbage, Christina. (laughs) Yum. Christina also uses the phrase boat date in her interview. Oh, we love her. So I guess she's a fan. I don't know. Um, She says, gaslighters need not apply, which is like nobody's applying. Like, he's been picked. (laughs) Um, Laura is up next. Now, Laura's in the promos. I recognize her. Right. Okay. So, Laura is 24 years old. She is a marketing coordinator from WA. Laura Calleri, C-A-L-L-E-R-I, is where you can find her on IG. And you're right. She's in the promos, and I think uh, she has shown her hand a little bit, or at least the editors who are deciding what kind of person she is have shown their hand. Uh-huh. Because um, I think she's getting in some trouble. Oh, yeah. So the vibe here is that they say that she has expensive taste, right? I think that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, that's fine. And we're meant to think like, oh, no. Oh, goodness. She wants to save up all her money and invest it in a nice product that she'll have forever. And also like she's going to date like uh, what I think is quite a wealthy guy. Yeah. Like who's the villain here? I don't know. I, the villain is Australia's expectations, TBH. Yeah. And it's also capitalism. Yes. Nah, good for Laura. Good on her if she um, wants to spend her money in that way. I uh, Cop what you want, babes. Right, yeah. She's like, my ideal man will treat me like a queen. I'm like, cool. Okay. Um, but also, I think there's some more like coded language here because they're saying she's feisty. Yeah. Um, she says something about she's excited to push the boundaries of status quo dating. Which that is a very loaded phrase. Like, don't I mean, we've got a time traveler. Yeah. And now we've got someone who's going to push the status quo of date. Like, yeah. Bring it on. But honestly, this is the eighth what season of this you show. You're going to go on a date in a fucking hovercraft? <laughs> that sounds great. Um, when describing herself in five words, I do want to just flag this. She says, sassy, OCD, cute, outgoing, and overthinker. And I think the thing when people describe themselves as having OCD, I don't know if she does or if she doesn't, but I think I know people who have that or deal with that and they don't typically like use it as a fun, quirky answer and things. Yeah, totally. The way that sometimes other people do. Yeah. Uh, Leilani, she's 27. She is a partnerships manager from New South Wales. I wonder if she can manage a new partnership with The Bachelor. Hello. Leilani is a kind-hearted go-getter 
who takes an all-or-nothing approach to love. She says she's an all-rounder, and I did not get very much else from this bio. It's not the most interesting one of these. Oh, she's a competitor in Miss Universe Australia. Okay. So maybe she knows Kristen from last season. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. She was a big deal in Miss Universe, right? Yes, exactly yeah. that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, we've got a Miss Universe cast pool kind of kind of situation here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she seems like she's super into fitness you can find her on instagram at leilani l-e-i-l-a-n-i and then her surname i'm not going to try to pronounce v-a-k-a-a-h-i hmm. she's very gorgeous um i always mean to tune in and watch these pageant shows mm. but year after year i just miss universe <laughs> Miss me with that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Maddie. Let's talk about Maddie. I can't remember how many more of these there are. It was like half, we're halfway through. Yeah, we'll get settled in. Maddie is 25. She's a teacher from Tassie. Love her. Now, what do you, what do you love about Maddie? Talk to me. Teacher from Tassie. Mm-hmm. Salt of the earth. Well, She's got true. a sunflower as her emoji. We know that people with sunflowers have really worked out. <laughs> You've never done anything They've wrong. They've never done a bad thing in their lives. Madeline, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N, Carver, C-A-R-V-E-R underscore is where you can get her. Any scoops? Um, coming up pretty scoopless. You got anything? Yeah, I got a few things. She's been single for four years. Okay. Um, the description, not the part that she says, but the description of her Calls her hopeless when it comes to love. That's cool. Which is just like, it's a bit harsh. Uh, She dreams of a big white wedding, three kids and her dream house. Uh, I dream about my dream things too. I dream about my dream house. Dream about my dream wife. (laughs) Dream about about how did I get here? (laughs) This is not my beautiful podcast. Um... Ah, oh, she seems like the kind of girl who'd come along once in a lifetime, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, not like that psycho killer we heard about earlier. Mm-mm. She um, has posted a series of quotes uh, to her Instagram timeline. Okay. Um, that she's kept as a highlight. And right. uh, one of them is, being famous on Instagram is basically the same thing as being rich in Monopoly. Hmm. So you win? Pursued an interesting direction here. Yeah, yeah. that's like the end goal. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, you own Old Kent Road. Oh, I guess that you are rich in Monopoly, but you're not rich in real life, oh, I suppose is the okay, subtext. Cool. So you're famous on Instagram, but you're not famous in real life? I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't think that's how that works. And also, now you're going to be on TV. So Look, she's the clear winner. Uh, yeah, well, I think you might be right. I also noticed that she says that she applied because The Bachelor is by far her favorite television show. Hey, fuck yeah. We love someone who knows the format. Yeah, Come totally. on the show. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I wonder if that will still be the case after she has been on it. <laughs> but I would love to find out along with her. I'm seeing lots of outdoors on her grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we've got a real real sportiness, a real like go-getter kind of situation. Whenever somebody wrote that they were sporty, I didn't <laughs> didn't really write it down. Yeah, sure, Because it's in sure. like most of these. Because they're thin people <sighs> who like have vitamin D, you know? Yeah. I just can't relate, so I didn't even bother writing it down most of the time. You, this is what these people do. I guess so. They're not like you and I. Well, actually, you're a real person. No, I look, <laughs> but I'm not what anyone would consider to be a sporty person or a sports person. Mm, maybe not. I don't know. It's not for me to say. I'm in no place to judge. <laughs> Let's talk about Marge, who might be called Marg. Mar. I feel like it's with a hard G. Marg. I want to say Marg like it's short for margarita because I knew somebody who was called Margarita. Oh, yeah, cool. But also I knew a drink and a pizza named Margarita. Oh, uh, yeah. And they were both great. So 
you know. Um, Marg is 23. She is a car sales consultant from Victoria. Okie doke. I think she's now 24, according to the grid. Oh, interesting. Happy um, birthday, Marg. Was this today? Dunno. Copper at Marg Zagoulas. Z-O-G-O-U-L-A-S. Okay, so Marg comes from a large Greek family who are constantly putting pressure on her to find love. Cool. I like that. I mean, that's a fun flavor. Yeah. And I don't mean to boil down an ethnicity to like, in an exoticizing sort of way. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a feta. Yeah, it's got like an olivey character to it. <laughs> no, it feels terrible. Um, but I mean, like, oh, I think bad. that. Well, I think that is uh, something that a lot of people will tap into. Yes. And I don't know how many Greek characters there necessarily are. No, for sure. But people's show. like ethnic backgrounds are like big things that like play into family and yeah familial ties and context. and certainly having an overbearing family who want you to have like, my word you know a relationship and have kids and all that kind yeah. of thing that's a real like impediment i mean not impediment that's a real mm, reason to go on the bachelor right it's the nexus of everybody loves raymond sure yeah my big everybody's wedding. favorite show yes mm-hmm. absolutely when asked to compare her love life up until now with a romantic comedy, mm. it's an interesting question, I think. Okay. Because, like, obviously they're applying for The Bachelor, so it's not going to be, like, one of the ones where it's good. Like, it, you know. But she picks the movie Clueless. Sick. Which is a great movie. Fabulous soundtrack. Wonderful film. Great performances. But also the ending of that movie is that she ends up with her brother. Wait. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like half-brother situation, mm. aren't they? Because what she's saying, I think, is that she, you know, it hasn't worked out that well and she's felt like she's a bit clueless. Okay. And she's a bit picky like Cher is. Yeah. But the ending of that movie is that she ends up with her brother Paul Rudd. So. Oh. <laughs> it's just a fun... I don't know if she switched it off before the end or... I don't know. We're the kids in America, Zave. We do what we want. <laughs> Marlena. Yes, let's talk about her. Marlena's 31. Marlena, I hardly know her. <laughs> That's not going to get old. <laughs> uh, Listeners, you can unsubscribe now if you don't like that joke. <laughs> uh, she's 31. She's a fundraising coordinator from Victoria. And she probably liked that joke because she describes herself as a dad joke enthusiast. Yes. She's looking for her goofy soulmate. She seems like a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Marlena seems to be interested in dogs and social justice. And uh, who isn't? Marlena has the best odds on that previously mentioned, not mentioned betting website right now. Okay. So she, on some level, is the winner pick. Uh, yeah, Marlena is the, uh, is the clear winner. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's talk about Nadine, who might be called Nadine. This is an interesting one to me. So Nadine is still on private on her Instagram page. Missed out, babes. So we don't get to follow her. What can you tell me about her? All right. She's 30 years old. She's an entrepreneur. Okay. How do you pronounce that word? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Uh, Nadine, who is now an entrepreneur. Yes. Was once a criminologist. Quote... And knows what to do if anyone crosses her. <laughs> like what? Like, wh- are you gonna are you gonna capsicum spray me? Does a criminologist, which I think is like knowing nothing about this, is like SVU to examine all aspects of a crime and find ways to prevent criminal behaviour and reduce recidivism? 
criminologists gather statistics and identify patterns. They look at type of crimes as well as demographics and locations. This is one of those things where every article says, like, that thing that you previously just said two seconds ago on your podcast was actually really stupid. Yeah, right. Like, shows like Criminal Minds and NCIS have often portrayed the criminologist as a gun-wielding, crime-fighting protagonist. Pew, pew! In In reality, the field of criminology is defined by multidisciplinary insights and collaboration. A career in criminology investigates the factors that cause criminal behavior and how crime can be prevented. And jumping over buildings. I think that is a big part of um, that job. Um, when asked if she's ever had her heart broken, she says, yes, I have. I describe it as though you've been hit by a train. Your whole body hurts. And it's proven that heartbreak is the same pain as being hit by a train. Is this a study that that, that she... How do we measure the pain of being hit by a train? and it, And how it compares with... The pain of getting dumped. The greatest hits album of the band, the old 97s, is fabulous. It's called Hit by a Train. Mm-hmm. And uh, in lieu of looking up or trying to look up whatever information that was, go and listen to that band. That was does, sick. Does it make your whole body hurt? Oh, my brain getting hit like a train. She's going to kill me. It t- checks out. Story yeah? checks out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about Nicole. Okay. Nicole is 26. She is a professional dancer from New South Wales. Let's go. Hey, Nicole, what's up? So she turns up in the frock of all frocks. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is like, um, you remember those toucan ice creams? <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of when Mary turned up. Yeah, it's pretty she Brazilian was like, I'm inspired. From, I'm from Rio, and she was like wearing a whole like head, head, head piece. And this is a similar vibe, I reckon. Sure. Big old necklace. With only one date under her belt so far, Nicole hopes 2020 will be different. Ha <laughs> ha, lol. I have to ask, when were these written? Because there's this sense of optimism. <laughs> Nicole has been in bed for four months drinking wine. Right, totally. Nicole has recontextualized what the word date means to her after having 14 different Zoom calls with random people. <laughs> Nicole spends her days refreshing covidlive.com on the internet, <laughs> mapping out demographic charts of where the virus is rising fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Nicole says she has a talent for assembling flat pack furniture. Hey, come around. Which is very handy because I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but my desk has got this hinge which I can't seem to pop into place. And uh, Nicole, hi, if you're listening, um, please come on the podcast and help. Yeah, look, come on the pod, help us out. Xavier's got a weird desk thing. He um, is not too good at hinge. And it, hey, maybe if uh, <laughs> if things don't work out on uh, on the batchy, yeah. you'll uh, have some hinge experience Give by then too. Yeah. yeah. Um, did we keep in the part of last week's podcast where I asked Brody for help with my desk? Don't remember. Okay, well, that definitely happened. Nicole Gloria is where you can find her on Instagram. All right, I want you to get ready for this one because this is my favorite of the bios. Okay. Up next is Paige. All right. What can you see on Paige's page? So the Paige page says that she's a model and makeup artist. Mm-hmm. She's got a little shrimpy, shrimpy boy. Um, what then are you she says about she has a shrimpy boy. It's a what do you call that? Like a crayfish emoji? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. an emoji. Yep. Right. Uh, she's into kindness, loyalty, and honesty. Paige has a 100 kilogram pet pig named Mr. Pickles. <laughs> 
Where is Mr. Pickles on IG? <laughs> if I had a pet pig, <laughs> I sure would not. There wouldn't wait. be pictures of me on my Instagram, I tell you that. That's insane. Maybe Mr. Pickles has got his own page. That's the only thing I can think. Nah, but like, you've got to tie those brands together. You've got to get that synergistic behavior. That's true. If I was going on Batchy. You for sure would have to. Okay, let me see. What's the pig called, Mr. Pickles? I hope to God that she did not make this up for the interview because it is the number one most interesting thing I've ever read. Let's say it. Nope, in my here life. he is. No, he uh, has <laughs> got 109 followers on Instagram. Show Mr. The Pickles pig. the pig is he. Here he goes. Look at this guy. <laughs> oh, I hope he comes on the show. Fuck. Ima- oh, I hope he comes on the show. Imagine pigging that into paradise. Imagine a pig in the city. Oh. <laughs> because here's the thing. Even if he's not in the mansion, she might be chilling out at home with her pig on a Zoom day. Oh, my God. Like the, so Mr. Pickles has been in the Saturday paper. Like the famous <laughs> pig babe, Mr. Pickles, the miniature pig, believes he is a dog. What? He is often seen with his canine chums when he's not busy stealing veggies from the pantry. Oh my God, Mr. Pickles, you shit, <laughs> you, you little, little bitch, Mr. Pickles. Described himself as a, I'm sorry, disguised himself as a jar of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cunning disguise. Oh, okay. So uh, seven years ago now on Instagram, Mr. Pickles posted a picture of his uh, pickly self on Instagram with the caption, "I am a happy pig." Oh, of course. Oh, so much life ahead of him. Uh, Mr. Pickles has been uh, inactive on Instagram for three years. That is. Ooh, a little unfortunate. Let's not dig too deep into that one, shall we? Let's talk about Rosemary. Sure. Rosemary is 23. She is a retail manager from Queensland. You have mentioned her already on this podcast. She has been all over the television. She is the face of this season. She enters paradise dressed as a penguin. She certainly does. And you know what? you got to be in it to win it. Fuck, I love this. I am so on board. Let me tell you a few things about. Oh no, no, no! Talk to me. Talk to me about Rosemary. What are your initial thoughts? So my initial thoughts about Rosemary is that I don't think she's the winner. I feel like she might be a bit too bit of a youthful vibe for our fucking Survivor Bachelor. Okay, that's frankly scandalous, and I'm disappointed that you feel that way. <laughs> Look, I feel like she's a bit a bit punk, maybe, um, or a bit like. I feel like I'd be friends with her. Yeah, that's the vibe I get too. Let me talk to you about Rosemary, okay? See, she is a, quote, self-confessed penguin enthusiast. Great. Which is just a really funny sentence to me because, like, it's not very likely that someone else will give you that title. <laughs> I would out you as yeah. that? <laughs> no, no, I confess, it's me. <laughs> I would argue that all, I am. all penguin enthusiasts are probably self-confessed. It's not like a thing that people go around calling <sighs> each other. Fuck me. Uh, she's also described as, quote, loud, talkative, and enthusiastic, which makes me think that maybe whoever wrote this found her a bit annoying. But Rosemary is the only member of the Bachelor 2020 cast who has currently clocked our current Instagram story. Wow. So, and it's probably just because I... W- no, it's not because I followed her today because I followed her a few weeks ago. <laughs> Because she leaked because she was in those ads. That's right. So, hi, Rosemary. Come on the pod. <laughs> What's up, dog? Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I think Rosemary's going to be a bundle of fun on the show. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. Um, of course, like, whenever someone is the obvious, like, novelty pick for whatever reason, it makes you, like, go, oh, this person will last 15 minutes and then disappear. Mm. But I do think they are promoting her so much that 
And also they're talking about how she's got a surprise. Do you remember seeing that in the in the promos? No. They're like, she's going to reveal a surprise that's going to blow Lockie's mind. And I imagine maybe the surprise is like underneath the penguin suit, like she's wearing like normal clothes. But like I can't picture what could be interesting <laughs> about what happens there. So I think the surprise is that the Joker and the Riddler show up. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be fucking great. Or like underneath the penguin suit, she has got a full fucking Joker outfit. <laughs> what a twist! Is that a rights thing? Uh, look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about television for that to be true. Yeah, I don't know either. Let's move on to Roxy. All right, let's talk about Roxy. Rosemary's dot cloud is where you can find Rosemary on the G R A M. Let's talk about Roxy. Roxy is 29. She is a mechanical engineer from Queensland. I don't know what a mechanical engineer is. Does that mean that she is a regular engineer and she is mechanical? I think she does, like, she builds engines. Right. So it's not that she is, like, some kind of, like, contraption, like a walking gizmo. She's also a law student and she has a cavoodle called Lottie, you can find Lottie on IG at Lottie.thecavoodle and you can find Roxy at Roxy Kenny R-O-X-I. So you know how we have a separate Instagram for the show? Yeah, dog. Should we have a separate, separate Instagram? Because we use our Instagram pets for the, the show. show. <laughs> yeah, to, to follow all the people from the show. Should we then have a separate pet? Like, be, like I don't have any pets. This is the problem. B-O-H pet? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Hello. Yeah. Will you accept? No. <laughs> <laughs> been a long night um <laughs> roxy is uh confident feisty and hot-headed she wants to win all arguments she drives a beautiful bmw sports car right she says i don't start arguments i finish them i think roxy might be a villain this season she is menacing uh let's see what that turns into I think Roxy might be put in some situations that she will have to respond to. I have a feeling you may be right, my friend. Um, Let's talk about Steph. Steph is a special needs teacher from Victoria. She's 26 years old. Sick. Hi, Steph. Hi, Steph. Um, What are you you looking at there? So I'm trying to find her IG. She's at Stephanie Shea. What I'm looking at here is... A nice lady who seems to have a bit of a glam life. I'm looking at, like, um, someone who I would not be surprised to find is related to Ali Ojin in some way. Oh, yeah. She describes herself as a dreamer and a sun seeker. Uh, Leave people better than you found them is her Instagram quote. She has a sun, a sunflower, a taco, a pineapple, an island, a surfboard, one of those mystic crystal balls a yellow love heart, and then one of the uh, sparkly star situations. She strikes me as someone who is in some way orbiting, like destined in some way to end up on a show. Yeah, fully. Because she's got a very gram-worthy lifestyle. Oh, she's curated. Yeah. Um, And she has been on the TV in the promos making a joke about a burrito that I can't remember what it is. Neither. I think she says, what sauce do you get on your burrito? Which is like, they have different options everywhere you go. <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
See what sauce do you get on your kebab? Great. Uh, ga- game on, guacamoles. <laughs> <laughs> That's an episode title if I ever heard one. Hey, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, she's spontaneous, free-spirited, and a great storyteller with a back catalogue of hilarious anecdotes. Great. She's looking for a man who isn't afraid to get dirty in the outdoors. Gotta go. Now, what happens on Survivor? I've never watched it. Yeah. Is there any of that? She she seems to have come to the right place. Yeah, I think you might be right, yeah. Um, also, like, yes, wink, wink. I think Stephanie's definitely the winner of this season. Okay, interesting. All right. Mm, mm. Let's talk about our final contestant. Her name is Zoe Claire. Okay. Um, Double barrel. I love Eclairs. Hyphen? <laughs> yeah, there's a hyphen. Um, I love two names in the place of one as someone with two surnames. Uh-huh. Um, Zoe Claire is 23. She's a sale ma- sales manager from Queensland. Have you got any vibe off that? 2,000 followers on the grid. She seems like uh, she's got limited posts on the IG. She doesn't give too much away about herself. She's got a set of stories called Life and Lol. I feel like this is less Instagram posts than I saw this morning when I was doing my cursory glance. Oh, interesting. You reckon we've curated our grid today? Potentially. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of to be expected. We see a lot of McDonald's on her feed. Seeing quite a bit of her dad. At this point, we're two men looking at a woman's Instagram <laughs> and trying to form an opinion, and I flatly don't have one. Yeah, I flatly don't have one either. Um, what does she say on her on a, on a dealio? She is fiery, sassy. She has no filter. She talks really fast and loud, and she's tired of dating losers. Fuck me. It's kind of a bit all over the place. Yeah. I picked, like, the most interesting words. Out of context, because I had done 25 of these up to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this one kind of remains to be seen. Just looking at her bio here, she says, what is one trait that might make The Bachelor run away? And her answer is, talking really fast and loud. Mm. Go off. She might be cool. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and as as well as the fact that she cops to it and knows this about herself and stuff, like, great, cool. Bring it on, babes. We're going to find out. We sure are. So th- those are the women. Let's make uh, we, I mean, I'm sure we said that everyone won at, at one point or another. Let's talk about who the actual winner is. Okay. Um, I think I have two. Okay. I think Bella has emerged in the, like, initial advertising to be, like, kind of a big... Sure. She's, like, popping. She's a big deal. Um, I, th- I just think she has the vibe of a winner. Okay. It's very broad terms. Well, she's not blonde, so I don't understand how that can be true. That's a great point. It's a great point. Um, okay, I take it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I think maybe um, uh, ahead of the pack is Steph, the special needs teacher from Victoria. Sure. I think Steph is someone who I feel like is is going to end up being up there. Mm-hmm. And then the other the other one that I have uh, that I have a little bit of a, a feeling about is. M- Marlena, 31 right. from Victoria. Okay. So what is there anything in particular that jumps out to you? I feel like she's probably the right age. She seems like her, her Instagram handle is Marzi13. Mm. You know, like she seems like she's honest and down to earth and she seems like a real human person. Now, does that mean that she was born in the year 2013? Christ. Or she was born in the year 2000. Is 13 years Nothing's old. really changed except we live underwater. <laughs> um, there's another one who I think has been popular on the Osh posting group. Yes. A few people, because I just posted the whole cast shot. Cool. There, and a few people were 
piping in with a couple of picks. Another one was Georgie, who is the single mum of two. Oh, yeah. Who um, can't live without podcasts. Okay. What about um, Pig Mum Paige? Uh, Paige has not come up. Um, and I didn't take any other notes about her because I had heard enough when Fair I enough. learned about Mr. Pickles. I reckon that Pig Mum Page might also be somewhere. Uh, so I'm going to go a top three, and mm-hmm. my top three winner picks are going to be Steph, Marlena, and Paige. All right, I'm going to say Steph, Bella, and because I just love the fans and my Zave heads out there, uh, I'm going to say Georgie as well. Okay. But as it stands, I think we're probably wrapping up. Sure seems like it. Let's wrap it up, Zave. Let's Thank remember you. the fun times and the... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, we, we, the, we're, at the start of this episode, we were much funnier. So remember how good that was. <laughs> we spent a beautiful time in paradise with you listeners. Thank yes. you so much for joining us. Joining us? Mm, for journeying the word journey. And I was like, don't say that word. Oh, it wasn't too bad. Look, uh, we're young and we're, we're all, wild and we're free here yeah. on the BOH pod. And we're all friends here. And uh, as I like to say... Come on. <laughs> I didn't take the segue. I set it up and I knocked it down. Uh, we, we actually did come in to make friends. And if you'd like to make friends with us, come on down to the Bachelor of Hearts Osh posting group on Facebook. It's our little space. It's growing day by day and it's full of wonderful people um, where we talk about all this nonsense. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BOHpod. Uh, my friend Max has a Twitter handle, which I'm sure he's going to tell me. Is it Pickles the Pig? Is it Mr. Pickles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Mr. Pickles. Okay, good. Uh, and my Twitter and Instagram handle is, of course, uh, Mr. Pickles as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, please come come hang out. We love scoops. We love you. We, we, lo- love- we love takes and opinions. Yep. We love uh, you. Scoop us. Take us. We love you here we've got, on The Bachelor of We've got podcast. some guests coming up who are going to be really fun. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun season uh, and, you know, look after yourselves. We love you. It's rough out there. Shout out Elle for putting us in the the thing. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? That's lovely, isn't it? Who do we know at Elle? How did that happen? I met Elle. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, I met Elle Um, because my life is a bit like her movie Um, because me and my brother. Listeners, we gotta go. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Running out of time. Make the most of what's before me. Searching for a sign.